Welcome to Today on Broadway for Tuesday, October 20th, 2020. I'm Broadway World's Matt Tamanini. And I'm arts and culture writer Ashley Steves. Lots of uh, 20s in there, Ashley. I know, yeah. That's that was, uh, always fun. That was uh, like one an omen. I, I mentioned this tangentially last week when we were talking about Heroes of the Fourth Turning mm. uh, mm-hmm. being produced by Jeremy O'Harris, but... As the other I, show, as I learned today, or Monday in the bath. Yeah, as you learned on Monday, um, he's. This is actually one of two shows that he's producing, and I mentioned it just in passing last week. But um, a company called Fake Friends is presenting a show called Circle Jerk by ah. Michael Breslin and Patrick Foley, which Jeremy is also producing. Yes, they had the first one on Sunday. And it like blew up my Twitter feed. That's um, all I saw on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> so they're having performances of it, I believe, live um, October 18th through the 23rd at 7.30 p.m. So uh, this will be on my schedule at some point. I have yeah, to figure out a night to watch time. it because uh, it was everywhere. So I'll have a link to that in the show notes. Um, do, do you know if they're only doing night performances of that? Because I know in looking at the Heroes schedule, they had one that was like a, a not a matinee, it was like at four in the afternoon. So like yeah, a weird I'm mid-afternoon on, time. Yeah, I am on uh, their website right now and it appears that every one of the performances is at 7.30pm. Mm, so, shucks. Um, so yeah, 7.30 to 9pm. I guess the content. <laughs> Yeah, it's just going by the title, I would imagine so. But anyway, uh, everybody on my Twitter feed seems to recommend it. It's weird as all hell, apparently. But if you're into weird as all hell gay theater, um, this might be it. You ring? Yeah, (laughs) right up your alley. But if you want to hear people talk about those things, head over to patreon.com slash broadwayradio, broadwayradio.com slash patreon. You can get into all of our episodes before they release in the regular feed. And... This coming Sunday on This Week on Broadway, the Tony winner, James Monroe Iglehart, will be the guest. You can participate in that conversation if you are a patron. All right, Ashley, let's get in to the news today. We're going to start off with news coming from Barrington Stage as they announced that they would premiere a filmed production of a new musical called The Right Girl. The show will feature music by the like gazillion time award winner Diane mm-hmm. Warren, a book by Howard Kagan and Louisette Geis, and all three collaborated on the lyrics. The musical is about a film executive who has to confront sexual exploitation, uh, which is mm. pretty noteworthy mm-hmm. because Geis is one of the dozens, hundreds of women to accuse Harvey Weinstein of sexual harassment and assault. The show was originally aiming for a live in-person production at Barrington, but instead all of the actors recorded their parts on their own at home. Susan Stroman directs and choreographs a cast that includes Alicia Umfris, Jenna Ushkowitz, Tony Yazbek, Heath Calvert, Steve Rosen, Robin Herter, Merle Dandridge, and more. The press notes read, quote, Ellen Stark's entire life has been leading up to this moment. Her first day as chief creative officer of the legendary movie studio Ambrosia Productions. As Eleanor rises to the top of her game working side by side for years with the industry's most respected men, we learn that one of them has been abusing women all along. (laughs) Ripped from the headlines. What role does Eleanor play in the story of Hollywood's most fiercely guarded secret? 
The show will stream on November 1st, and the audience will be a mix of invited industry professionals and members of the general public. If you would like to submit a request for tickets, you can visit uh, or you can email boxoffice at barringtonstageco.org. Apparently, space is extremely limited and reservations will be confirmed on a first come, first served basis. I submitted my request, but it was when I was writing this uh, script. Solid. Oh, there you go. <laughs> so hopefully, I get in to check that out because it sounds very interesting. And obviously, the content is very current and, yeah, and important yeah. to discuss. But in addition to that, a Diane Warren musical? Yeah, like, right. Yeah, sign me up, Ashley. I mean, this entire thing sounds amazing. I'm a, I'm a, you know, I'm generally a little tentative when it comes to musicals that are about current events when we're in the yeah, middle fair. of current events, or even shows for that matter. Like, you and I briefly talked about Jack Was Kind uh, before I went to surgery, um, and that's very... <laughs> Current. Very ripped from the headlines, yeah. Very ripped from the headlines as well. Uh, but yeah, you can't really beat it with this creative team and that cast and uh, just craving a, a musical anyway. Totally. And stage is always great. I will certainly be submitting my request tomorrow. So yeah. fingers crossed for both of us. Yeah, absolutely. And I believe Aaron Tveit is going to win a Tony Award for his performance as Bobby in Barrington yes, Stages Company. Yes, yes. So Congratulations that's, that's for that. That's what he's actually going to win yes, for. Yes, he is. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I will keep you updated, everybody. If I do get in to see it, I will let you know what I think. But I think if it goes well with a team like this, I would not be surprised mm-hmm. if uh, we end up seeing this happen somewhere else live and in person. Uh, if we are ever allowed to do that yeah, again. Very someday. Uh, all right. Yesterday, the Manhattan Theater Club announced a new slate of upcoming virtual content. The announcements included a playwrights reading series, works from Charlie O, Julia Izumi, Brittany K. Allen, Stacey Rose, Penelope Skinner, and more, as well as monthly conversations with artists that have been a part of the MTC family. Uh, all of the details for that will be in the show notes. MTC... Um, I, you know, we've talked about in the past, you know, kind of has a history of doing mm. things that are very white. But I, I was going to say, in- weren't they on that recent list of the least diverse? Uh, I don't remember. I don't remember exactly, but I, I am very I- excited that they seem to be kind of noticing that and changing things. Yeah. The Artists in Conversation series, which is going to be a monthly thing, it is actually uh, just kicked off with Ebony Booth and Jocelyn Bio. So, um, or Jocelyn Bio. So, at least they're kind of starting to get these things uh, moving in the right direction, taking yeah. advantage uh, of what they've learned during this. Uh, also coming up on October 28th, Freestyle Love Supreme co-creator Anthony Venizali will host a special Halloween is not canceled benefit for the Actors mm. Fund. In addition to him kind of being the MC, it will feature a special appearance by the one, the only Elvira, Mistress <gasps> yes. of the Dark. Yes. Which depending on your age, might mean a lot or might mean nothing at all. (laughs) Um, It will also feature my favorite American Idol married couple turned musical theater stars Ace Young and Diana DeGarmo. Uh, We will have all the details about the event in the show notes. Now, Ashley, I wanted to bring this up specifically because I think Diana DeGarmo is incredibly talented and I want her to do more theater post shutdown because she's incredible. There's a video that I must have seen a dozen times or so shared on Instagram and TikTok of her playing Lucy and Jekyll and Hyde. And I don't know. I don't think it was a tour. It must have been. 
I don't know where it was. She's done it multiple. Regional production, I guess. Yeah, she's done it multiple times. I think she's even done it in like Japan, but I don't know which one it was. But it is (laughs) so unbelievably good. Like I loved Ace and Diana both on American Idol separately before they became. Were they uh, the same season? No, they were not. But they did get engaged on a season finale, like uh, a couple years later, which I remember vividly because I used to watch every episode of American Idol, and I used to actually recap them. World as well. Aggressive American Idol watcher. So I remember them being on. I don't remember. I didn't remember if they were in the same season. I did know no. they were together. But yeah, yeah, I was I was one of those I was certainly one of those call and to vote people. So Oh yeah, I never did that, but I did well, definitely see. watch a lot early on. Like I was admittedly for better or for worse, was a huge Cat McPhee fan early on. Ooh, I was still ooh. crushed by the uh um, the silver. Who's the guy who won over her? Who ended up being a Taylor uh, teenager. Hicks. Taylor Taylor Hicks. Yeah. yeah, still crushed by that. But I was a Chris Daughtry fan that season. Uh, that is I am not very, a surprise. At all. <laughs> I'm very proud to say that I have never ever liked Cat McPhee. I gotta tell you, her whoever runs her Twitter account is great. I mm-hmm. I think it's very smart that they have stopped posting lately. But yeah, yeah, whatever. Yep, yep, yep. Congratulations to her though; she is pregnant. So we hope uh, we wish the best. Uh, Congratulations with her pregnancy, to Taylor Hicks. <laughs> I don't think he's any better, so I don't think that that's someone that you necessarily want to be siding with. Who truly cares? Uh, nobody. I don't. That, that's a whole other topic. Like yeah. I, I do care that I do care that anyway. That's not. I look forward to your American Idol podcast. Just bring it uh, on. I'm kind of over. It. I haven't watched in years, and definitely haven't watched since they moved over to ABC with uh, Lionel Richie, the country music guy, and Katy Perry as the judges. Although uh, <laughs> I love me some Lionel Richie. Um, oh yeah, he's just an absolute legend. And uh, the little bits I've seen, my dad still watches. I think, um, but very good. Um, anyway, this, this is now an American Idol. Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I used to watch The Voice too, not uh, as yeah. religiously. Yeah, but not that, not that. Right now, all I have uh, time for in terms of singing competitions is The Masked Singer. So, yeah, your fave. That's yeah, the best. No podcast there. No, I, eventually, maybe someday, mm. hopefully. <laughs> um, anyway, so speaking of things that make me feel just warm and fuzzy, like The Masked Singer does, <laughs> I've got some recommendations for you. The first one comes from uh, the Seth Rudetsky live concert series on Sunday. I watched this whole concert; it was great. He had the one and only Kiala Settle as his guest, and oh, uh, she talked about how I know this might bother you, actually, but she said Uh-oh. she never really liked or really got company until uh, until she saw Rosalie Craig in the London performance fair. or the London production. Fair. And fair. she said that that performance really opened up the show to her and um, Rosalie's per, per, um, rendition of Being Alive just moved her incredibly. So Kiala Settle sings Being Alive and everything about that statement should tell you everything you need to know because Kiala Settle singing Being Alive was uh, was fantastic. Oh, so I can't wait for that. It was so was it specifically that like it was Rosalie Craig, not just that uh, it was like because it was the gender swap. I think version. it was the gender swap. I mean, I think it was both. Yeah. Uh, she talked about the gender swap and how that kind of opened it for her. Uh, but I think it was partially Rosalie uh, as well. But um, it's a uh, it's a better show now that it's gender swap. I, if everyone I else ever gets to see it, sorry, sorry. I know I haven't seen it, but like. The it makes much more sense in a modern setting to have Bobby be a woman because the the 
issues that it deals with that it dealt with with for a man in the mm-hmm. 70s don't really apply anymore to men true, but they so do true. still totally uh apply to to a woman these days uh turning 35 it so. is 200 percent better than the original written yeah. for a man i'm just gonna say that all right and we know that aaron Tveit's gonna win a tony for his performance I at barrington know. state for it so oh, congratulations aaron <laughs> I mean, maybe if 60% well, vote for it. But. Something like that. Yeah. All right. So let's move on. Another thing that I want to recommend, uh, our very own Alicia Ramirez has a new article that was just released yesterday in L magazine, or at nice. least the online version, in which she interviewed Heidi Schreck about what the Constitution means to me uh, and goes in and, and talks about a lot of the details about the show and both being on Broadway and then being on Amazon Prime. So uh, congratulations to Alicia. That Highly recommend that. We will have a link. Byline, yes. I know. Elle, like, that's fancy. Ooh, ooh so good. I'm so yeah, proud. So, so, so fancy. Um, uh, so we'll have a link to that. Check that out. And we will also have a link in the show notes for the trailer that was released on Monday by Netflix mm, for the yeah. upcoming film adaptation of August Wilson's Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. It features Viola Davis, Chadwick Boseman, um, Coleman Domingo, Glenn Turman, former Tell Me More guest Glenn Turman, directed by George C. Wolfe. Also features Michael Potts uh, from Broadway's uh, The Prom as well. It'll be released on mm. Netflix on December 18th. I've talked about many times over the years that Viola Davis, I think, is the greatest living actor um, working right now. I also think that Fences is one of the best stage-to-screen adaptations of all time, going back to the heyday. Um, So I'm very, very excited to see Ma Rainey, and uh, this this trailer makes it just look absolutely incredible. So check that out in the show notes. so, so stunning. I can't wait to see it and, you know, to see... what is, I guess, it's the final performance of Chadwick's, right? Or does he have another one it, in the pipeline? I, from everything that we know that's been announced, this will be the last one that is released. Yeah. I I kind of, this is just me complete conjecture and actually mm. would run counter to everything that Marvel and Disney have said. But I would not be surprised if he filmed something in case of his death for the Black Panther sequel. Oh, I, interesting. I don't know that yeah, to be maybe. true. Marvel has kind of even said like, oh, we didn't know he was sick. But I would not be surprised if they filmed something um, to use in case of his death so that the series can continue without him. But I that's feel just like it would more guessing. it would more likely be that they've got some kind of cut scenes or B-roll or something rather than we film something in case of your untimely death. Well, the thing with Black Panther is, is that there's actually, and I don't know if you actually saw the movie or not, but there's... I did. um, It was like the only one I loved. So there you go. Well, but there's, so you know that there's this, there's a whole kind of different plane where the ancestors um, live and like yeah. Yeah. Uh, T'Challa goes and talks um, to his father there and all of the the past Black Panthers are there as well. I kind mm-hmm. of wonder if he dies maybe in a scene that they had left over from a previous movie and then he does a little something talking That's to the next possible. Black Panther who based on the comics would be his sister Shuri. Shuri actually goes on to be Black Panther in the comics uh, quite a bit and a great Black Panther. So I kind of thought maybe they'd have something there for him in the uh, in the ancestral plane to kind of talk to his sister as she becomes Black Panther. But 
who knows at this point black panther oh, is supposed to black panther goodness. 2 is supposed to start filming in the spring yeah uh i highly doubt that's going to happen but we will really not see hey i'm really glad we could talk about american idol mass singer and marvel for you I mean, on this podcast today there wasn't a ton of news on monday so i'm glad that we could fill it out this with is things just that a I love. matt tamanini 20 minutes i mean if you want me to go off on on General Hospital for a few minutes, I, I can. really don't. So okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll settle Fine. with those three. Okay, fair enough. All right, everybody, that is all that we have, and we vamped as much as we could. But thank you for <laughs> listening to today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Broadway Video. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at BWW Matt Ashley. Where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at No. This is Ashley. All right, everybody, don't forget you can hear James Peter Michael at all talking with the great Tony winner James Monroe Iglehart. On Sunday, uh, on this week on Broadway, if you head over to patreon.com slash broadwayradio, broadwayradio.com slash patreon, you can submit questions and be a part of that show live. So everybody, have a wonderful Tuesday, and somebody is going to be back to talk mm-hmm. to you tomorrow. Mm-hmm.